0: you're listening to the current plays podcast episode 17 zolkin the mayan calendar now please welcome your hosts jordan and thomas and welcome back wonderful listeners this week's episode is zolkin the mayan calendar the board game (laughs) (laughs) One that's been on your list for quite a while.
1: Yeah, it was definitely on my list to uh, to get, uh, and then I got it for my birthday. I think it was. Uh, but yeah, pretty pretty excited to that we got that one out because uh, such a unique one. You know, well, again, at the, at the end of the episode or the the current plays portion, we'll talk more about it. But yeah, that was absolutely a, that was a solid one. Uh, to to get out and I'm I'm excited to discuss it more uh, you know over the over the podcast
0: yeah I um I was saying to you last night this is one of those games that I mean I love doing this podcast but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you want to play a game a few times and that's definitely one um <laughs> Hundred percent, yeah. It's one that like, and I think it
1: would reward you for additional plays for mm-hmm. you know picking up the, I don't know, a uh, slight variance and oh, if I do this in this order instead or something, right? You might uh, might have better luck, right? And just looking at the the t- the two different ways that we played last night, we had totally different strategies. So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. this one would definitely. Uh, warrant additional plays but again with the podcast yeah you're right it's difficult to do that because then we don't have you know content <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly but alas yes um yeah, yeah it's been in in, uh, in our world it's been a while since we've recorded because we started doing our scythe um campaign. Mm-hmm. So we're, mm-hmm. we're not recording for those currently. We're going to wait till the end. Yeah. And then yep. you got hit with another plague. <laughs> I, I like, I, I, I don't understand it. Like, I, I feel like
1: I, I, so I was doing some, I was listening to some of our episodes that we haven't released yet. Cause I was, I, I was doing like the uh, descriptions for them today. And I'm thinking the last like four episodes. Well, I was sick again and <laughs> I'm sick. And, right? oh. I just we just can't (laughs) shake things. It's one one thing after the other and it's it's driving us crazy. I'm I'm going I'm going nuts, right? Uh, I just I've I've been like sick for like an entire month. And it's not the same thing. It's like something new, something new, something new, right?
0: Yeah, and it's it's not like it's a cold, it's something that's like totally knocking you out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully
1: this is the this is the last. Last we're going on vacation now, too. Awkward. So that's the other thing. Yeah. That, uh, you know, we went from sickness pushing off podcasts to now going on vacation pushing off pod- podcasts, mm-hmm. but hopefully not sick over vacation. Or maybe, maybe that's what we need to get some fresh
0: beach air. And you know, have to, uh, you're going to have to loan me Zolkin while you're away. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll
1: totally do that for sure. But then you just get better at it than my, than I am, right? And you already beat me last <laughs> night, so
0: I, I don't have anyone to play it with. Yeah, true
1: enough. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 in any case, because it's been uh, you know so long, I got like a ton of games played basically since we since we last, I guess, recorded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about what about you? Did you get like?
0: Uh, a number of stuff i i I did but it's all games we've talked about (laughs) yeah yeah fair enough so um well i as our listeners might know after uh for our you know very first bonus episode uh was us at tricon and uh i fell in love with hadrian's wall when you introduced it to me there so i have been um obsessing over that game a little bit.
1: <laughs> it's uh, so
0: good. <laughs> I mean that being said, I've I've got like a couple of games in. Um and but I'm thinking about it all the time. But but yeah uh let's see here. I I'm curious how many plays you got oh, you've s- logged. S- yeah so okay so our last episode was narcos the board game. Yeah yeah um. Oh right, I played. Ha- okay, S- then we played Hadrian's Wall dice thrown and rolling realms at Tricon. I played another game of Go nuts for donuts with, <laughs> uh, with my daughter and and her friend and my wife and my daughter won this time, which was oh nice. awesome. Yeah, because yeah. she, she never wins, and I really want her to. <laughs> like she's gaming. like yeah, she's you know feeling the waters of the board game hobby out um but she, she you know she's young and she's not invested like we are sure um, yeah she doesn't win too often so that's really awesome that that she won that uh we got our game of scythe in i got another game of hadrian's wall in a game of everdell with nice. my with my wife and my daughter okay yeah 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 and, and then another game of Adrian's wall, <laughs> but, um, the Everdell game was, was, was pretty great. Uh, I was a lot more comfortable with it, you know, having seen it once. Yeah, so yeah. I think I did, did better than, than my first game for sure. Yeah. Cause um, you
1: said that, uh, Sarah, your wife, uh, won the first time you guys played. Yeah. She trounced me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I I literally just listened to that portion of the uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the episode
0: today. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, th- this time around, I I got uh, sixty five points, and uh, my wife is at forty three points. Okay, so you switched a bit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. And then my daughter, she played. Uh, she picked it up reasonably well but the problem was she got bored of it pretty quick. And so like, it's a heavier game, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. She played till the end, but it was like every turn (laughs) she would do something and then, you know, you know, make her give, do her turn. I mean, and then she would stand up and go play with the dog or, you know, you know, start talking to her brother or, you know, like, draw like like anything else and then my my wife would take believe it or not my wife would take a while on her turn I'd quickly make a play and then it'd be like okay hon it's your turn again <laughs> come on <laughs> um,
1: leave the dog alone yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah but then I had all this time to plan my turns <laughs> so I was just going like you know super quick but
1: that's wicked yeah because that's not that's not our uh, normal mo right so <laughs> yep it's really not <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. yeah the other thing i listened to i listened to about uh, three episodes today uh basically what i do is I'll, I'll i'll sit at work and i'll and i'll throw in one headphone and put it at uh, like two and a half speed and just like quickly go through it just ch- check in for for when we you know timestamps and whatnot right to to write the description right so i get everything super super fast uh but it, lo- it allows me to like consume our episodes fairly <laughs> quickly i mean our episodes get up to like two and a half hours and whatnot right yeah so but yeah we just went through uh, <laughs> like i just talked listen to the everdale and listen to our win- wingspan with uh with marcus who I, I i now that we're on the subject uh and and, and i don't know you know how much of this if we'll cut any of this here but marcus is uh, i haven't heard from marcus and i know new zealand is like they got hit by that cyclone it's been oh, pretty, what? yeah like it's been pretty nasty there where like people were missing and people have been cut off from yeah like how like dangerous I heard of this yeah really bad so like i like i I, he hasn't posted on on his channel at all yeah i noticed recently. that today it's, it's gone been dark. like over a month yeah i emailed him and i just said, hey you know, you know just concern we want to make sure that you and your partner are okay haven't heard from you in a while kind of thing right and that was like yeah weeks ago and i haven't uh, heard so hopefully you know marcus if you if you're listening and you're you're okay you know give us a gives a heads up but yeah like it's it's been crazy there i don't i don't know if it's settled down in the last week or so but it got uh it got pretty rough where it was like you know something happening after something happening right around the same time there was that uh that earthquake in uh was it was it turkey that had the uh earthquake oh it was around this yeah sa- same time things were going on there right maybe
0: so. that took over the news cycle yeah 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 so yeah, yeah, wild stuff.
1: But uh, yeah, I just listened to us yeah, talking about that on there, and uh, yeah, there's this uh, donuts for for or go nuts for donuts was was another one, right? Plus, uh, you know, every time I listen to the episodes, I'm also grabbing pictures off of BGG so I can throw them onto our website for uh, our affiliate links and whatnot, right? And and checking out uh, board game bandit for those things, uh, and which kind of i didn't intend to segue this way but uh that brings us to uh uh board so board game bandit we have that a uh, new affiliate link uh new as in like i think i set it up uh, probably a month ago or so uh i i don't know it was around the time of tricon i think right yeah yeah. yeah i'm pretty yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah because we the had the posters
1: Yeah, exactly yeah this is the first we kind of showed it off right yeah but uh, we got our first. I sent you. I sent you and Kevin actually our, a text to a group chat about like we got our first, you know, affiliate click through or whatever, right? So I was pretty so awesome. pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, that was that was a neat neat thing to happen to you know. I, I don't know, just being a podcast, like a, a content creator, and then actually like seeing something through like we've already seen some of the uh stuff come through on her like coffee um uh i, I don't know what, what do we call that uh,
0: uh he has bank. a donation platform <laughs> donation, yeah, yeah, or yeah. yeah but
1: that's that's all been people that we know right so that's been you know, right. super kind of them and i'm happy that they've done this it, very generous um but it's it's really neat too when we start to get people outside of the of the group of people we know maybe listeners that have seen her stuff and then are now you know supporting the show as well so that was that was a neat thing to see today and it happened probably a couple of days ago uh, but I just happened to log in today uh and see that so called people over at work oh come see come see look look look
0: <laughs> First yeah, it's, affiliate. it's not like a lot of money but um it's no, just yeah. really cool to to know that you know people are listening and people are engaging right for 100 and it, it makes it feel
1: uh almost like and it's weird to say but like we're like at a professional <laughs> endeavor now right we we have an income from podcasting <laughs> which is not again not our intention for the podcast but it's it's neat to have that almost official kind of thing now uh, Yeah. That it's, you know, brought in that sort of donation base and and uh, uh, affiliate income. Yeah, but as for yeah, gaming wise, holy moly! Uh, so because we've been sick and the family's been sick, we've been staying in a lot, which is is me means my kids are like hanging off the ceiling and they've <laughs> basically gone feral. Uh, <laughs> so we're trying to calm them with with board games and 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 keep them distracted, uh, and now you know getting out to the beach next week will hopefully uh, help that as well. Yeah, but, you uh,
0: lucky, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so we got uh, so first things we did uh, like at, right after Tricon uh, jumped right into uh, my my son Benjamin. I've had this game for a while. It's called Castle Panic. Uh and uh you know, I I I actually saw this game on Will Wheaton's tabletop. Uh it was probably one of the first games that he reviewed on Tabletop. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I went out and I bought it because it looked it looked neat, right? Uh so essentially the the idea of this game or the theme of this game is you have this little uh castle that you're defending. Uh, and and it's basically on this board that has all these separate uh rings so you have an outer ring that the orc and goblin and troll army is is uh sets up in the kind of this forest outer ring and then they start to move towards your your castle and in order to do that they have to move to a sort of like the archer ring then the knight ring and then this the uh i think soldier um ring and then they and then they start attacking the castle right uh so they're moving to these various rings and you as the player get various cards that can attack these enemies uh in the various rings so you might get like an archer that can fire arrows into the archer ring so you can damage the monsters that are there or you might get a knight that's in the middle ring that you can attack monsters there and 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 so forth right Uh, And then there's there's these little tower kind of standees that you place around six spots in the center of the board and they are uh, that is what the enemy is basically trying to destroy. So if a enemy gets through to those uh, towers and destroys all six of your towers, you lose the game right if you're able to defend even having one tower then you are successful uh, and then in front of each of the towers, a wall that the enemies can destroy uh, you do have various cards that allow you to build walls uh, so you can lose a wall but then build a wall uh, but if you lose the tower you can no, you can't build a tower back right so you're limited by towers uh, and uh, basically you're just you all the monsters are are these tokens and you're selected i think there's like 49 or 52 tokens or something like that that you select two per turn and those are the monsters that enter the uh enter the rings and start to move each turn move towards your castle right so you're working together with your the the other players to trade cards and play those cards to defeat the monster and hopefully clear the entire board and defend the ca- the, the entire castle before your your tower uh gets destroyed. Uh it okay. <laughs> it's it's a it's a light game. Uh so it's not a bad game. It's just it's a very light game. Uh Benjamin really likes it because he'll just sit and like play with the tokens and play with the standees and all that and make up his own rules for it. Um yeah. I've heard people say they they struggle with the game where they never win. Uh and <sighs> I don't fully under I feel like those people are like ultra competitive uh and which is funny for me to say because I'm <laughs> one of the most competitive board gamers right uh but basically we play when I play with the kids and and okay we we probably play a light version uh cuz we just make it very easy for us to trade cards and and whatnot. And that is part of the game. You're allowed one trade per turn. Uh, and also you're allowed to discard a card per turn and draw a new card. And you have a card, a hand of five cards and whatever, right? You can play as many cards as you want in your turn, as long as you can actually play them. Um, so there, there's a bit of limita- limitations on like, you know, because it's only one card you can trade or one card you can discard a turn. You can't be like trading entire hands. So you got to right. make it like the the best possible trades. Um the game as as it is, so playing a light version because the kids don't uh particularly like to be competitive. Uh we we just do co-op that we just try and defend the castle. The actual version uh of the game is you do that it's a cooperative uh game, but it's also like a cooperative competitive game so where there's only one winner in the end there's or? only one winner and then and that yeah. winner is the person that's killed the most uh or i don't know if i, I can't remember if it's the most monsters or it's the highest health amongst all the monsters because like okay. trolls have three health and orcs have two and goblins have one so if you're a troll killer well you're getting three 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 or right. if you do this is where it gets tricky if you do the last damage on the troll you collect it right so i can see people having trouble beating the game if they're very like no no no, i'm not giving you the swordsman because <laughs> you're just going to kill the troll and then you'll get three points right uh but then at the same time oh okay so it got into the uh, into the fortress and is now destroyed all the thing and everybody loses right so i, can, I that's
0: guess- an interesting psychology where it's like <laughs> yeah right like i if If you win, I lose, but if we all lose, then so be it. I've still lot, right? Like, so I think I think the game's probably trying to make you you know weigh those, like, well, you know, we can win, but I might not be the one that you know ultimately wins, and everyone's just like,
1: No, I I win or no one wins, exactly, right? (laughs) So I think I've played it once with with adults, um, and we played with that uh, that version. And yeah. we won, uh, and somebody was the winner, right. right? So we 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 didn't take the ultra final <laughs> win, we all die, right? Uh, the other variant, which I think is neat, is uh, you can play where each person picks one tower, one of it, the six towers, and that's their tower. Uh, and okay. if it gets destroyed, you're dead. Right, so you're out of the game, right? So it's got a player elimination. I don't know. The game's pretty Keep- quick, so I guess if you get eliminated out, it wouldn't be. It's an yeah. early hobby game though, so player elimination isn't a huge thing anymore. Like yeah, it people was. People you know,
0: hate player elimination. It,
1: it, you sit there and watch people. Other people have fun. Oh, glad yeah. you're still enjoying the game. I'm just sitting here yeah. doing nothing, right? So it's one of those short games, though, and light enough that like it it'd finish fast enough. Right. Uh unless you get like really unlucky and die right at the start, it's possible <laughs> I suppose,
0: right? It looks like uh, it it's got a uh it, it's got a a, a kid f- version too, My First Castle Panic.
1: I have no idea how they could kidify it more than it already <laughs> is. So, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I don't know. Maybe it's like you you I I feel like uh what's the, there's there's been some variants of like
0: That's an expensive game too is it oh oh amazon.ca that's why it's so expensive (laughs) yeah i think i paid like
1: years ago this is like going on 10 years or something i paid like maybe 30 bucks for it um that seemed to be kind of like the
0: well you know starting level hobby game price was around that 30 I'll I'll just throw some numbers at you that just you know quickly off of Google search. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is the second edition I'm looking at, which is not the one you have. Um, and it's and it's forty-three dollars Canadian at some some shop, the gamers table. Don't know where that okay. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazon.ca, $99. <laughs>
1: amazing
0: i don't know yeah. how they do that like who who are the people who are buying these overpriced board <laughs> games on amazon i don't get it oh yeah yeah it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense now i i will
1: say sometimes i see so i like i like game shack i have bought a number of games from game shack because oftentimes they'll have you know, a decent, uh, sale on some games or something. Right. Uh, and my dad actually lives really close to, uh, the, sh- the shop. So when we go to visit there, I'm always like, Oh, I'll just, you know, flip by game Shock, Right. Um, but I've noticed their stuff. They have like an Amazon account too, uh, that you can buy from them and it's fulfilled by Amazon. Right. Okay. But it, it, you can like, if you look at their in-store costs versus their Amazon costs, it, they're, they're two different numbers and like it's a big gap too where where you might see a game for like 30 bucks in there uh and it's like 50 bucks on their amazon page that's kind of thing, wild right? so yeah yeah amazon just has that like and, and you, what's what's funny too is the u.s amazon is not like that at all no it's, it's a premium here but in the u.s like amazon is one of like the big retailers for for Getting board games from, right? Like, it actually is a competitor of some of the like FLGs there. We're like,
0: I bet. You know, yeah. I mean, I but, saw the uh post I was telling you about the other day in Wingspan. Yeah. It's like $38 on Amazon.com. Yeah. Yeah. N- not so up here, but <laughs> 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 now
1: when we did the conversion there, it was kind of like, um similar to one of the cheapest you know flgs in in ontario right so 401 games usually has very very competitive pricing right so it was in and around the same price but i mean we're talking like if we wanted to order from from 401 games in toronto here we'd have to pay 10 bucks shipping to get it out our way right yeah so that adds 10 bucks to it versus amazon there like you're okay, you get the same price as a as a as one of our best priced, um, you know companies here, and it ships to your door in two days, right? And it's free free shipping, right? So it's yeah, the U.S. Amazon is, uh, and I okay, I get it to larger market, blah 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 blah, whatever, right? <laughs> I get it.
0: But, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah,
1: so. yeah.
0: Well, you know, we do have
1: some. Uh, you know, good, good. Okay, so we both missed this, which is unfortunate. I didn't even believe this was true, but I keep seeing it on Reddit now. Uh, But around, I think Boxing Day, the Calendar Store, uh, which is this garbage store that (laughs) pops up in the mall. And honestly, I would not <laughs> buy anything from them. Uh, <laughs> well, course, I mean, if you're in the market for a calendar, they're a great store. Right. So they carry board games, but they always add like a premium to it. Right. It's like buying a board game from, I don't know, uh, Mastermind Games, uh, where they're a game shop. But no, 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 they're a toy shop. They have games and they charge a premium for the games. Anyways, calendar shop, uh, Boxing Day. Was selling Arc Nova for $10. What? But yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Right. I don't believe this. Okay. Reddit. Sure. Yeah. I believe. But the amount of people are like, yeah, I picked it up and like posted pictures and I was like, and receipt pictures and I was like, I didn't I didn't cut like I picked that game up for 10 bucks at a heartbeat. For 10 bucks, right?
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as, even as much as I've trashed that game. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you hadn't listened to that episode, <laughs> yeah. purely based on the box art, <laughs> and I have not played this game at all and yeah. admitted that I'm clearly wrong because it's on everyone's top 10. But <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, ten dollars. Uh so I was like, oh but w-
1: the the deals i haven't missed however now uh and i d- i don't know the the okay so the the, the rumor is uh yellow or i it could be pronounced yellow uh but it's spelled i e l l o so you know whatever it is uh, rumor is is that they their um you know distribution warehouse or whatever uh in in the us uh, they closed down shop for it, and they liquidated all the stock that they had at that right. So Dollarama right now has, you know, depending on what Dollarama you go to, but you could find some of this liquidated stock, right? Uh, so I picked up. Oh, uh, let me let me uh, do a quick check here. Let's see, one, yeah. two, three, four, five board games uh, in the last few weeks collecting, you know, $5 games that are typically, you know, $50, $60 games. um Yeah, that's awesome. So, yeah, so, like, what I've seen in the wild, uh and I've been to, like, <laughs> $5 Ramas now, so I hit up the Fergus ones, I've hit up the Guelph ones now, I haven't gone to the south end of Guelph yet, because that's, like, an extra 30 minutes from my house, <laughs> you know, so be like which which is kind of ridiculous to think about that it would take me like an hour to get to the south (laughs) steep the deep south end go up right but so but okay dwarves and that's dwarves with instead of a uh f it's a seven i don't know why but this was one of the ones (laughs) i picked up dwarves i picked up downforce which actually downforce is not an ILO game that's a uh, restoration games one that they just brought back uh okay i'll get more into that one because i've actually played that one um ishtar which is a uh bruno uh game which was like i have to i have to find that one because just straight up for the the uh designer there yeah yeah uh katara uh at, and and uh steam park uh actually uh a buddy i worked with a guy uh chris who came out to uh breakout con um to uh you know visit us and, yeah. and support the show right he uh he saw it in, in Dollarama in, in, in Cambridge near us and was like hey do you have this one? I said no He said, okay I'll pick it up and I'll bring it to work. So we brought it into work for me. Nice. Right. So yeah yeah so I was like oh that's fantastic. But yeah these these five games in the last few weeks just picked up for five bucks a piece, 565 after tax. Yeah, um, that's like awesome. Yeah, it's 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 uh, crazy. Now, I've only got uh, dwarves and down for uh, um, downforce played so far. Uh, dwarves was interesting. So dwarves basically you you play as factions of dwarves uh, and these factions are just based on color. So I was the red dwarves. And I played with Benjamin and, and he was the uh I think blue dwarfs. Okay. Um, and on your turn, you can uh uh place a oh you have three yeah you have three actions. So in those three actions, you can pay, place a location, uh, and you have you you have a hand of cards, I think they are like you get like eight location cards, and you can look at all of them and play any of them. Uh, so you can place down a, a location uh, or you can add a one of your uh, dwarf meeples to a location or you can move a meeple from one location to another location that's adjacent for one action right so okay. you're you're placing these these uh these tiles down uh and then you're you're adding uh meeples to it and each tile has some sort of sort of uh production uh to it so some of the tiles are mines and they allow you to get uh various gems and i think there's uh like four types of gems in the game i've only played once and we played fairly quickly but there's four types of gems in the game uh there's like diamonds and sapphires and rubies and i don't know some yellow one as well uh can't think of a yellow gem name but Sure. Let's say it's a topaz. Um, I don't think
0: it even uh, malachite. Maybe well, no. That's you know, green. I, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that one's green. But I don't even think they 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 say what they are in the game. They
0: might. Oh, in the room fair book. enough. <laughs>
1: um, so they got you got these different minds, and each player has the exact same tiles. Uh, and you you're basically first pers- first person to start plays a tile, and then everybody from then on has if they're playing a tile has to be adjacent to a played tile, right? So. I can use the buildings that Benjamin has put down, and he can use the ones that I put down, and it doesn't matter where you go, right? So you got these mine tiles. You have some tiles that uh, uh, basically, uh, when you're placing tiles on, you can place tiles over top of other tiles, uh, and there's certain tiles that allow you to dig, uh, which allows you to flip the the tiles from underneath back up on top. Okay. Each tile has these walls, so you can place the walls in such a way that you can create kind of a, uh, uh, they call it a kingdom, and if you have your keep tile in the kingdom, uh, then at the end of the ga- game, you're going to score points for each tile in your, your kingdom, basically, right? Uh, so you can kind of like play that to, to block off people from your kingdom, so they can't play the keep in there, and now they no longer can score l- large points or whatever, right? Hmm. Uh, but it was, it was a, it's a it's, a, it's a, again, it's a light one. There's, there's a definitely a bit of strategy there, I'm sure, with how you can like place uh tiles on top of other tiles. Uh, but it, you know, for five bucks, I was like, I'll pick it up, uh, and and get all those little like dwarf meeples, uh, and just from a component stand standard, even if I didn't like the game, I could just like use them for other things. If we ever design yeah. something, I can be like, "Oh, here's a bunch of dwarf meeples for I design." <laughs> right? Nice. So that one was—it's uh, probably so far out of the two I've played out of that list. Uh, I—I'd I, put it as uh, one that I—I—I I, I don't think I'll ever bring it to you and be like, "Let's play this game," unless we have like ten minutes to just fool around with it or something, right? Uh, yeah, it's not one that we'll review, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep it to, the, to the banter. <laughs> uh, now, Downforce, however, that one, I'll say, okay, so I picked this one up. I wasn't going to buy it because I was like, okay, Downforce, it's it's a racing game. You have these like F1 uh, cars and the board's a track and it's a double-sided track. And I saw it, I looked at it on BGG when I heard This was like the first of the games that was being spotted at Dollarama, right? And I looked it up, and I'm like, ooh, it's a racing one, and the cards are these little cheap plasticky things, right? No, thanks. But then I was in Dollarama looking for Ishtar, and, you know, Downforce was there, and I picked it up. And just the weight of the box, I was like, ooh, okay, I got to buy this. Just (laughs) (laughs) because for five bucks, the weight of it was... Like you, you have five bucks worth of cardboard in there easily. That was <laughs> like I can't pass up the uh <laughs> and I don't know if that's the like Italian in me poking out. I <laughs> I I know my uh uh so grandfather, my no no in Italian, uh he used to I I uh, can clearly see sitting around at like family dinner kind of thing and him going at the like uh the, the T- of the edge of the table or the, the the head of the table and standing up and showing off like something oh guess how much i paid for these and everybody would go a 10 cents <laughs> right and it was like this oh wow what a deal right <laughs> did, did he need it no but it was 10 cents and he got a deal on it right <laughs> yeah so maybe that's Amazing. what it was but i was like yeah this is this is a great deal i'm just gonna pick it up just for the components just for the cardboard in here yeah, so d- down. You know what? Downforce, I think, is one that uh, we will review. Uh, so, yeah, well, I, I just played the light version with the kids because the rule book has like a like a beginners uh, rules, and then you can actually play the full full game. There's also two player rules I didn't read yet, but because I was just playing with you know, I I played it actually with each of my children because uh, it's it's simple enough that they all can pick it up even my you know four-year-old was happy to play it and play cards right but essentially you have all these racers in the beginner version of the game uh you have i think there's six racers and each of them are a different color right uh so you shuffle up these color cards and each person gets we We played it uh, the one time we played it three players, me and my two sons. So we each got two racers. So I passed out two colors to each person, and those were our cars, right?, uh, and you just are racing around this giant track, and the first one to pass gets first place to the next and whatever. And in the beginner's uh version of the game, whoever passes the finish line first is the winner of the game, right? Uh, and then you have a hand of cards. uh you you draw three cards. And you're basically playing these cards uh, as your as your turn. So you play one card per turn and then you draw a card. Uh, And then you also each racer has like a special card that has the color of the racer plus the number eight on it. Right. Uh, And essentially, the track is made up of all these squares uh, that are areas on the board you move to. Uh, So when you play, say, the eight card, you can move eight squares. And all these squares have to be in a forward direction, whether it's diagonal or directly in front of the car, right? Uh, which makes it interesting because you would think, oh yeah, of course. Uh, but you can get into situations where the, the track gets very tight and only like one or two cards can pass to, through at a time. So if you play your cards right and place yourself in that junction and no one can pass you, when they go to play cards if they don't have room to move around you they just get stuck and waste whatever extra movement there is right hmm. so you get that play which i think would play out really nicely in a uh it plays nicely in the beginner but if you're playing the um full version as well i think that'd be a a fun kind of uh a bit of the game uh jockeying for position so you can block other people right uh and then each card other than those eight eight movement cards each card will typically uh list a number of different colored cards uh so it might say like you know red six uh, orange four black two and green one uh and you you move each of those cards that number of spaces on the board in that order right so oftentimes you have to move your opponent's cards as well because you're trying to play a card that has maybe if I'm the red and I play the red, red six card, yeah, I get the most movement out of it, red six, but my opponent who goes who's list who's green and right under there, I have to move them four as well, right? So okay I'm I'm benefiting myself six but then I got to give my opponent four movement and then the other opponent gets three and and maybe my other card gets one movement as well right so you're trying to play these cards in such a way that your cards in such a way that your car is always getting the best option uh but because it's a card game and you're drawing sometimes you draw cards and you're like wow each of my cards cards benefits uh, you know, somebody else's car better than my cars, right? right? So it's a cool little dynamic that way. And it, uh, it, the light version was a lot of fun. I've played it already like three or four times with the wow. kids. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so I mean, at five bucks, we've already got, yeah. I've played that more times than I've played some of my hundred dollar games. <laughs>
0: <right>? <laughs> well, I, I did a quick Google search and like all these, um, yellow or, are we going to yeah. say it? Uh, they're all of a sudden they're at Zayers now. The are one of our local grocery stores, right? Get out. Really? But they're not charging five bucks for them. <laughs> they're charging, <laughs> you know, full price. So, oh man, how dare they look like that?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, say. Oh, so if I don't want to rant. I'll have to, you know, edit our our uh, description of the podcast with well now. And then in the next section, Thomas goes on a rant for 40 <laughs> minutes about groceries. Zayers. I think is that, is that part of Loblaw? They're I'm a Loblaw's sure brand. Yeah, they are. Oh, they're like my number one hated corporation. <laughs> well, I will, <laughs> I will like bash corporation, but Oh, Loblaws.
0: That's the, and this is, Oh, well cuz you uh, know they got them liquidation price just like in Dollarama, did, yeah. right? It's oh,
1: it's bad enough when I've uh so okay so Reddit the board game communities on Reddit are like super wholesome. So people are posting I just found this, you know, Downforce in this Dollarama on this street or whatever. Go go there's four other copies. Somebody go and get it, right? And then other people are like, "Okay everyone, be cool about it though. Like, let's let's make sure everybody gets a copy, right? And I'm like, oh wow, what a what a cool commitment. But then you go on like Facebook Marketplace and there's like four or five people selling these games for like half of retail. Oh, 25 bucks. And I'm like, no, you picked it up for five dollars. Like, come on, don't do that. Everyone can have a copy, right? Let's yeah. be communists right now. We all can share, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah uh, man I don't
1: but the fact that Zayers is selling full price too like how
0: dare they (laughs) brutal I'm gonna have to go out. I'm actually I haven't left the house in a few days but I'm I will be tomorrow I'll be out and about so I'm gonna have to make a few stops, and
1: yeah, and, and you drive for work, right? So, like, yeah. anytime you pass a dollarama, just like quickly, like, yeah, for sure, and, and check it out because you might find because there's another there's there's two more ones I know that have been seen out in the wild, right? Uh, one called Oceans, and the other I think is Pacific Rails or something. Okay, uh, uh, I think Pacific Rails has. Uh, mediocre reviews from other uh uh content creators but i think it's like 6.9 on on uh or six or something like that on bgg which isn't terrible but like component wise like you're not you can't get components for that cheap (laughs) right for five bucks like it's wild right so yeah, that's the that's the other thing that I'm keeping an eye out for those two now. But yeah, I, I would do it. I'm trying, you know, as as we travel down for our uh, we're driving for our vacation, I'm gonna try and get <laughs> a to stop whenever we see one, right? Yeah, I'm sure she's gonna appreciate that for
0: <laughs> she sure. She keeps
1: watching me bring them in and be like, what'd she say there? She's <laughs> like, um, uh, like, what are you what are you doing? Like, like I'm like, well, these these games are all five dollars a you know, and and I, and I said everything I've said so far on the podcast. Well, you know, you, you can't just the components alone. Blah 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 blah. Uh, She's like, yeah, but like you're just going because they're on sale. You're, but I'm like, whoa whoa whoa! This isn't your typical <laughs> sale. Like this, we're we're talking like bargain basement. Like this is you know find this for board games, right? It's, yeah. This this ain't no sale. <laughs> this is. For- <laughs>
0: Well, it looks like where I'm going tomorrow, there are three Dollaramas, so. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll to check those yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's, the, <laughs> it's been, uh, yeah, it's been fun trying to like zip around to the various, <laughs> why, why are you home late today? Uh, to, to, to you know, <laughs> three board games. On the, you know. <laughs> I also
0: like how you are going on about how the Reddit community is so cool and they're like, you know, letting everybody know. But then you kept it close to the chest and didn't tell me until I came over last night. And you're like, "Oh, by the way, look at all these games I got for super cheap." I was going for shock factor. I
1: wanted to be like, "Ta-da!" Right, all at once. I was going to save it for the podcast and get your reaction there. But then I figured you were over, and I might as well, I wanted to show you all of it too, right? So, <laughs> what a jerk! Oh boy. Uh, all right so what what uh, let's see uh the, why don't I keep going uh <laughs> so the other <laughs> thing we played <laughs> uh after after uh, tricon <laughs> was uh color brain so i uh, we i bought uh, disney color brain uh and this one if you have kids this is a great one for for young kids uh especially if they like like disney movies which what kid doesn't like
0: Disney movies. Oh my God. So my kids now they're uh 10 and 7. Yeah, yeah. And now they're getting into the phase where, oh no, I I don't like Disney stuff. I don't like Disney (laughs) princess. I don't like Disney this. And it's everything that you know she's liked her whole life. Now it's uncool. (laughs) And I'm like, I love Disney movies. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, I'm, I mean, Encanto is probably one of my like favorite movies of all time now. So, and that's also a re- re- relatively new Disney one as well. But yeah, I uh, yeah, man, Disney movies are great. But basically, yeah, Disney anyway. Color Brain. Okay. Uh, you uh, so uh, every uh, every person gets a, uh, a handful of cards. It's they're each of the cards you get like eight cards, and they're all different colors. You know, red, blue, gray, brown, whatever whatever right uh those colors. are colors yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, i'll describe what a color is yeah <laughs> for the listeners uh yeah. and uh it's it's almost like a trivia game where you 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 pull the the card and you say okay uh this is a let's say frozen card from frozen and it'll say something like uh what color is elsa's gloves at her coronation and it'll say one color Right, so everybody takes the color out of their uh, their thing, places it face down. Everyone's ready. We flip it, and you flip the card over. And if it matches, you know you you basically get a point for all the people that failed the question. So if you're the only one that got uh-huh. it right, and there's yeah. three other players, you get three points for that for that turn, right? Uh, but if everybody got it right, then you the next question gets plus one points to it. Right. Uh so you're hoping that you kind of like pick up the uh the next question or whatever, right? Right. And the, the movies like span everything from like Toy Stories to Moana to uh you know um the colors
0: in Moana, just as an aside, yeah, are beautiful. Like right? that movie is gorgeous. Yeah, you, Disney
1: movies have come like Disney movies are great when we were kids, but they've come a long way too. Yeah. Uh, for like, I, I, I don't know. I, I sometimes go back and we'll watch like, an older, you know, you know what we just, we just uh, not a Disney movie. We just watched. How do you guys shrunk the kids? Yeah. I yeah. just showed it to the kids for the first time. Nice. Right? Uh, but there's certain things in there and I go, oh man, the stuff that <laughs> was okay to put in movies for kids when we were kids, it it's just so, and that's a apparently yeah. like, that's not a terrible one, but they got like the whole romance thing with the kids are like, like I don't know. They're supposed to be teens or whatever. And young people, but I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like the whole romance thing in there. And I'm it's just like, Oh, it's, it's gross as an adult. Now I'm watching <laughs> them going, right. This is, this is what we, this is what we showed kids. is like, Norm, normal behavior or whatever, right? So oh yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. Even we like I said i mentioned before we watched uh Ninja Turtles too recently too. And there's some some points in the Ninja Turtle movies that uh you know very much um yeah just <laughs> objectifying women too and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh boy, We're I don't watching... remember this at all as a kid. But like Yeah yeah. It's amazing the stuff that used to be okay on TV that it's tough because to, now I'm like, I remember finally some movies, but I'm, but I have to question like, is this one okay? Or is there going to be something in here that I don't remember as a kid because right. lost over it uh, or didn't realize.
0: Well, uh, we're watching yeah. the Simpsons right now and it's mm. unbelievable, right? Like there's so much sexual content in that yeah. show and it, it, it's and i don't remember any of it and that's what i have to like keep telling myself yeah that it's gonna go over their heads it went over my head it's gonna go over their heads for sure um, yeah because my kids love it right <laughs> they love the simpsons now yeah I, um,
1: I that's exactly it i watched that as yeah. a kid
0: and yeah. i you know
1: yeah I haven't seen Simpsons in in so many years, but like, yeah, if I ever watched, I'm sure, yeah, I pick up and be like, wow, yeah, I don't remember that, yeah. So, but even like the things that were funny then, and oh, just I don't know, it's so interesting. But anyways, Color Brain uh, is a fun one and has none of that, uh, so it's just straight up colors. And then some of the more difficult cards will ask for like multiple colors, so like. Uh, It might be, what are the two colors of, um, I don't know, uh, actually one of the ones that comes up, now I'm thinking of Frozen, but uh, (laughs) there's the three colors of Olaf or something, the three main colors, okay, so you're like, okay, like white and his arms are sticks, so there's brown, then he's got the coal that's black and then his His nose nose. is orange so there's your four colors or whatever right
0: so Uh, you may have already said this but you've got like a hand like like you have a stack of cards that just have colors on them and and those don't change those don't change you have them the entire game Uh, again
1: there's a bit of a gamey thing that they try to add to this that I just leave out I haven't explained that to the kids basically it's a it's a ninth card that's a wild card okay uh, and it's like a attack your neighbor type card uh so you play this card and then and i don't fully know the rules about. so i i think you are allowed to like take out some of their their color cards for the next round so you play this card and then they don't have access to those colors right we oh, never wow. play with that because it's an added thing that i'm like you don't need that in this game it's a it's a light game you're not you're not playing this if you're like a heavy gamer going right. like, oh, yeah, here's the strategy. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. Wild cut. Right. You're not doing that in this game. Right. So, and it's
0: it's random, like whether the card that you take is going to be needed in the next round anyway. 100 percent. Yeah.
1: So it could end up someone gets like totally messed up with this thing. And then the, ne- the other person didn't affect them at all because you, I think you randomly take cards. So you took the black card out and you took the, the white and the gray, and then you get like a question that asks for red or something. Right. Right. So no. Yeah. But it's neat. Cause uh, the, of course, like any game that's kind of like this, if you play it enough, you'll get through all those cards uh, and then you've seen it all. So we right. played it a number of times. The kids, they haven't fully picked up on that, but like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I know this color because I've got it wrong before and I'll never get it wrong again. Right. So one of the ones was like Doc Hudson. What color is Doc Hudson in in cars? Right. And I'd always guess the wrong color for this because I was like, I know this other color. This other car is this color. So they wouldn't make two co- two cars the same color in the He's movie. blue, Right. He's blue. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I always guess green because I was like, Sally Carrera is blue. So why would they make Doc Hudson blue as well? No, right. no, no. They changed. No, both cars are blue.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that wasn't it. Yeah. So, but yeah. So now every time that card comes up, I'm like, ah, I know it's blue because the same color as Sally. Right. Yeah. So, nice. But then, you know, the, the kids sometimes will pick up on it and we're like, oh yeah, I remember from last game. Uh, but other times they will still
0: get them. They're like, uh, what? what? what color is lightning McQueen trick question? Cause he's like three different colors in that movie. Right? Yeah. 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 He totally is. Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
1: Depending on if you're in like dream sequences and whatnot too. Right. So Dinoco blue and yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do I, do I want to talk about the last one I played too? Yeah, why not? We we can make this one a seven hour episode. I
0: sure have to get up early tomorrow and I didn't sleep last night. But yeah, go <laughs> ahead.
1: <laughs> uh so I got one more on the list uh that I that I got to the table. Uh and this one, so this was a another birthday gift for my parents called uh micro macro crime city. Oh,
0: I do want to hear about this one actually. Right? So
1: another one that like I was pretty excited was on my list. Uh now funny story, they ordered it on Amazon. Uh, right. sent it to my house and they go okay this one this one's late it's going to it's going to arrive basically a month later and i was like that's kind of weird because when i'm going on <laughs> amazon i can see the game and i can get it delivered tomorrow with my prime they have prime <laughs> as well i'm like okay yeah whatever i don't it doesn't have to arrive by the way i can wait a month uh, so it comes in i get to see the box i open it up i pull it out uh the box was weird because it had all these like i don't know characters on it that i didn't recognize uh as in like letters that i didn't recognize uh but the shipping label was from the netherlands and so i was like uh-oh <laughs> red flag so i open it up and sure enough it's not in english right <laughs> so so i text my parents hey i just got the game it's not in english uh and they're like oh man i, I don't know what happened and blah 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 and it turns out it was a they bought it from a third party person. So in order for us to exchange it, they'd have to ship it back to, turns out it was an Italian copy, uh, which a little bit of shame that I didn't recognize that the the <laughs> the, the language was Italian. But again, I like to play up that I'm super Italian, but I don't speak a word of Italian, <laughs> nor read it. Uh, so it's an Italian version in yeah. order for them to exchange it. Yeah, they have to uh, ship it to Italy. So I was like, you know what? I got this. You know, yeah. <laughs> I uh <laughs> I can I can understand Italian here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I bring I'm the guy that brings the panettonian to work, right? Uh, <laughs> get the parmesan cheese in the fridge. I I grew up, we didn't have milk, we had tomato sauce, right? So <laughs> No, this is true. But, anyways, so, <laughs> so I just so I, I I, I'm going to go for it. And incidentally, I also read somebody post that some th- there's other people out there. I've seen it twice now. Someone was like, "So I stupidly, accidentally ordered the Italian version instead of the English version." <laughs> <laughs> That's so, amazing that it's
0: specifically the Italian version.
1: Apparently everyone, like 50% of the people that own this game accidentally bought the Italian version. So that's that's cool. Uh, now the game, okay, so the game is set up, this is the, if you're going to mess up and order a, a different, ver, uh, different you know, languaged version, this is the game you want to do it on. Right. Because uh, first off, the game takes place on a giant uh, map of a, a city called... Uh, Crime City. Yeah. Crime City. Right. And this map is uh okay. So I wrote down dimensions so I could say it. And I'll give it in both ways. So two and a half by three and a half feet, right? And so that, that gives you an idea. Now in 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 uh in the metric system, that's uh basically about three quarters of a meter. Uh, by just over one meter 110 centimeters on the other time so 75 centimeters map. by 110 centimeters. pretty large map uh and it's a map of cartoon style uh buildings and and humanoid people some of the people are human some of them are like anthropological i don't know what's the word for animal people they're animal people there's like bunny people there's fox people anthropomorphic i think yeah that's the one that's the big word uh so you got all these different types of people you got like teddy bear people and whatever right uh and the city is like chock full of crime uh but the neat thing about the map is that i believe there's maybe one or two words on the map uh, but their name for l- names for like shops, uh, and those names are in English. So you know it's it. There's there's zero reading on the map uh, that would be confusing if you have the wrong language version, right? Right. So if you accidentally go out and buy this copy, listeners, don't worry about it. You can get by. Uh, now, the 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 premise of the game, and and uh, many people say it's not technically a board game because there's no you can't lose uh so it's just it's a deduction experience i'm still going to call it a board game uh but uh you you essentially have there's 16 cases that come in the box official cases that come in the box and these cases are each made up from anywhere from five cards to maybe 10 to 15 cards uh that and each of those uh, cases, depending on you know how many cards they are, that's the length of the sort of story that's playing out on this map. Uh, and they, uh, the first card of this sort of uh, this mission or or crime scene will give you kind of a breakdown of what's gone on. Okay, so so and so and I don't want to spoil any of it because you only get 16 of these missions and if i spoil one you you know listeners would be angry about that uh but so and so was found dead at the uh let's say the mall uh i'm i'm making stuff up but uh so you're essentially going okay um i'm going to look for the mall and find the the body so you search through the city this map oh here's this this is clearly the 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 mall and look at that there's a there's the the dead person there right and usually the the introductory thing will give you a picture what the person looks like and then when you flip it over and read about their name and where they were found it'll show you a picture of their dead body as well right uh and it doesn't have to be a murder it might be like a kidnapping or it might be like a uh, uh, something stolen or something like that. Right. Uh, so, but some sort of crime you're, you're trying, you're a detective solving. Uh, so there's two ways to play the game. Uh, the first w- way is uh, you read the, the kind of introduction to the case, you find the crime scene uh, and then you go to the next card in line. And usually the card will say something like, um, you know, find, find the murder weapon. Or uh what's the mer- motive for the crime? or where was the the uh, uh victim prior to the the uh, the murder, right? Uh, so they have all these different cards and then you would you would solve that. you'd figure it out by looking around the map, uh, and then you'd flip that card over to see if you were correct. Uh, And it would even give you a breakdown of, yes, in this square, you can see where the murder weapon is and blah, blah, blah. Proceed to the next card. Then you would read the back of the next card. It would ask you a question and you'd work through all these um, cards going from question to question, to question, answer, answering what the cards are prompting you to find out. Uh, How I like to play though, is the advanced version where you read the name of the case uh, and you flip over that introduction card, and it tells you, okay, this person died in this location, and then that's all I take. Uh, that's all I take. Uh, then I go to that location, I look, I find the person dead, and and I solve the entire case without any prompts from the cards. So I go, okay, I'm going to you know track things back. What's neat about this game, so how this all plays out, is that this map is like. Almost all time captured at once on this map, right? So your dead guy is over here in the north of the map. But, you know, an hour ago, he was sitting at his house in the south end of the map. And so if you go to the south end of the map, you can see him alive at the house, right? And then you can track that person. Okay. Look, I watched him leave his house and here he is maybe 3 inches away walking down the sidewalk, right? Okay, he's moving in that direction. And then it looks like he turned this street and he's over here another 4 inches away or whatever, right? And you and you can track the entire way to where, you know, the 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 victim died or or whatever, right? Or if you see someone suspicious in the map, you can be like Huh. I saw that, you know, maybe car over at the victim's house and now I see it over here. It's the same car and you can kind of track these cars. Right. So that's how you kind of determine how everything happens. And you just start to like backtrack everything out from the murder scene. Okay, so I'm moving this way. Here's the victim. The victim disappeared over here, and look, they got on the subway. So now you're looking for like subway tracks. Where did the subway go? Oh, look, he's coming out of this subway um, tunnel over here on the east end of the board, uh, or or whatever, right? Or or he boarded a, a bus here, and it went over to like the church area of the board, kind of thing, right? So you you try and and solve the case, and if you're playing by the the you know, normal version of the rules. Uh, It, it, these cards are giving you prompts. If you're playing by the advanced rules, you're like totally detectiving it and trying to like (laughs) figure it all out. Right. That sounds really cool. It's a, it's a really neat, the way they've done it is so neat. And, and I read a bit of a blog post today that I don't think they were expecting it to explode like it has, but apparently a lot of people like that. And it's such a unique, neat idea especially it's
0: it's big in Italy
1: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, but yeah yeah I've gone through already like I think nine cases uh, that I've already you know uh solved and I've solved perfectly so <laughs> on, on the advance <laughs> <laughs> Not to brag yeah yeah uh but there's it's cool because then there's like red herrings where you're like, oh, I saw this guy over here and then you follow it around. And the guy walks over and he and, and he and he gets a bowl of soup and then you watch him. OK, and then he went to get ice cream and then he went into his house and they're like this guy has nothing to do with this crime. I just followed him, <laughs> took 20 minutes following his track around the entire map and and he's done. He has nothing to do. He just happened to be at both places at the same, you know, at different times. Right. Right. So, yeah, it's really neat like that. Uh, or or you'll stumble one time what happened i stumbled on a different case while i was researching one case uh and it led to like somewhere else i'm like okay that's what wait a minute this guy is a murderer here what's going on and then like three <laughs> cases later it was like solve this murder i'm like i know who did this right <laughs> So yeah, you, there's there's cool things like that and you, you you jump on one case and then all of a sudden you find yourself in a, another case. And I'm, I already I put the other two on my list. To, there's two more expansions to this game. I've added them to the list to purchase because they add the same size map which connects to the original map. Oh, no way. Yeah, you can put it like underneath or to the side or whatever. Uh, and it's additional uh, cases and sometimes the cases can move from one map to the other map if you, you know, if you have both maps kind of thing, right? So I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's hey. really neat. But what a, what a uh, cool game. Well, well, I'll definitely get you to try that one out um, and see what your thoughts are on it uh, as well. But uh, I really enjoyed it and I thought this is a
0: lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of fun, we had a lot of fun playing zolkin last night yeah we really did i'm excited to talk about that one let's do it all right take a quick break and we'll come right back hello faithful listeners jordan here with a quick word from today's sponsor us thomas and i really enjoy making the show and we really hope you enjoy listening if you do tell your friends about us spread the good word we'd really appreciate it. And we promise you, if you keep listening, we'll keep talking. Now back to our show. And welcome back. This week we are talking about Zolkin, the Mayan calendar. Published by Check Games Edition. One of your favorites, Thomas. Oh, yeah. Designed by Danielle Tassini and Simone Luciani. Uh, With art by Milan Veveron. And I'm sure I've butchered all those names. We're (laughs) going to butcher all the names in this game. Yep, yep. So apologies for that, but super fun nonetheless. Yeah, so th- this one's a really interesting game and,
1: and and it definitely made my um list because straight up for um sort of the main component of this game which is uh g- giant gears. Uh so the the board is basically set up is uh, you have this central uh gear uh that's fairly large uh that acts as sort of the age counter uh and uh, and the the idea behind the game is once this age counter has done an entire revolution around that's that's the game right so a half a rev- revolution is one age and the other half is the second age and once it reaches a full revolution uh, game ends and and you score, count up your victory points, basically, right? Uh, and then off of the this main gear are five, well, there's four smaller gears and then a fifth gear that is smaller than the large center one, uh, but larger than the other four gears. Uh, and each of those separate gears represents a different area of... Uh, or a different Mayan city. Uh, and this is where the butchering of the names is going to uh, to, <laughs> to to come in. Uh, but each of these gears representing these different cities um, give you different resources for basically going on that gear. And when I say going on that gear, the entire game... Uh, it's is basically split up into two actions that you can take on your turn. You're either in placing your workers onto these gears, or uh, you're removing uh, workers from these gears. Uh, you can do one or the other, uh, and in any numbers of of how many workers you want to move off or or put on, uh, right? But you can't do like a uh, I put a worker here and take this one off. It has to be the all take off or all put on actions, basically. Uh, So super, super interesting, uh, the, a mechanic, the way this, this gear uh, moves, because as you twist uh, the central gear, all the adjacent gears that it's attached to move in the opposite direction. So your placed workers, uh, when you place them on, say the lowest uh, point of the the uh, city gear, it's going to move along the path and end up in locations, uh, different locations around that city that offer, uh, I'd say, increasingly uh, more and more resources. Not entirely true. Sometimes it's just different options for actions you can take, but at, in general. The longer those your player tokens are on this gear, the better positions they get to as they move down the gear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then when you want to take the action, that's when you have to take your workers off the gear and take the action that they've managed to make it to on that gear, right? Um, yeah. Oh, just just so fascinating, and each each one of these cities. Does something different. So like uh Palenque, quit. yeah, sure. Uh that's the gear, the city that's going to give you either food resources or or uh, a decent amount of wood resources. Uh so that's the gear you want to go to. Uh you could go to uh Yak Yak Yakschilin. Yakschilin uh provides uh Other resources, so your stone resources and your wood as well or your gold or crystal skulls uh, or a combination of these resources, right? Um, Chikal, another city. This one allows you to move on sort of the technology board or buy buildings or buy monuments or increase your um, devotions to the three Mayan gods uh, in their temples, Uh, there's Aximal, uh, this one gives you, it's, it's a bit of a weird one. Like there, there's a position on there to help you with the various, uh, temple, uh, gods. Uh, there's one that allows you to convert, uh, resources or food into other resources or food. Uh, this is how, this is a place where you get more workers. Uh, you can build buildings, but for, Food costs instead of resource costs, and you know, that's it's a bit of an interesting uh, uh city that I used quite often in my strategy, uh, which we'll get into a bit. And then finally, the last gear, the slightly larger gear, uh, is uh, Chichen Itza or Chicken Itza, as I refer to it, uh, because. Clearly, I'm not going to get any of these names right. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one where you're going on this gear uh, and it it gives you victory points, but also uh, favor at the various temples. It moves you up in these temple tracks. Uh, however, you have to spend crystal skulls to be able to actually take those actions. So each each city does like vastly different things whether it's getting you resources getting you food doing uh you know uh research actions or stuff like that or moving up on temple tracks uh that you you really kind of like want to play various cities at different times but you're also limited by a you start with 3 workers uh but b f- four times throughout the game you have to feed you know said workers and if you can't feed them then you lose victory points and it it just becomes a giant balancing game of you know feeding your people but then also taking actions but then you have to pay food to take actions uh so you won't have that same food to uh you know feed your people or to take additional actions and each one of your turns you have to take an action you can't skip or else you basically Lose favor with the gods, and and you know bad stuff happens to you, right? So yeah, such a such an interesting balancing act of a game.
0: Um, yeah, normally in a worker placement game where you get more workers, um, or or even like like a game like Cargo Noir where uh, it's, it's boats, right? Like right away, yeah. I'm trying to grab more more boats, more workers, like trying to grab because it lets you do more actions. And more in an action actions, drafting yeah. game, more actions is better. But in this game, I went half the game with the starting three workers and then grabbed one more worker at the very end of the game because, yeah, the like the food resource is so uh, precious. And and
1: that was so interesting watching you play. So you played with these three and I right away ran and grabbed an extra two more workers uh, because I wanted to take more actions. Yeah. But the way they have that set up is that you can play. So if you play one worker, it's free to do do so uh, depending on where you're placing it on the board. So on the board, each one of those city tracks has spots for the smaller uh wheels have uh spots for uh 0 to 7 spots basically right so a total of eight spots uh and the chichen itza one that's slightly longer has 0 to 10 so it's 11 spots but those spots they're numbered if you put your your worker in that zero spot you pay no food but if you put it in the one spot because somebody's already in the zero spot you have to pay one food and the two spot is two food, three spot is three, and it goes up all the way, right? So you're paying additional food to go into those further uh, positions, uh, which if that's what you want to do, you could totally do that. You just have to manage your food properly, right? Mm-hmm. And then it adds a different another layer where it says your first worker is free. Your second worker, if you're playing two workers at a time. Uh, not even uh, looking at where you're placing them, but you now have to pay one additional food to play two workers at a time. Oh, you want to play a third one? Well, now you have to pay three additional food, right? Uh, including the cost. You want to play a fourth worker, it's six additional food. A fifth worker, five workers in one turn, you pay a premium of 10 food that just basically gets shaved off of yeah. your, your stuff. That's it. Because you got five actions, you had to really pay for those actions. And that doesn't even consider where you place them on those gears. So, like you can have a turn. Okay, I placed five, and I did this often. I placed, I don't think I ever placed five in a turn, but I I paced four for sure. Uh, and that right off the bat, that's six. Uh, and then depending where I was through there was a few turns where I paid like 10, 12 food just to take an action to put my workers out there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was huge. And, and and oftentimes I'd watch you play and
0: you'd be like, I play one worker in a zero spot. That's it. And i be like, mm. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, then I've only got that one worker out there or whatever. Right. And they're in the zero spot. So it's taking them the longest to get to where I want them to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's where conversely on the other side of the table, Like I got first turn and I'm looking and going, okay, well, if I, if I, you know, my first turn, I put one worker here on the zero, then, you know, then the second turn, I put a worker here. And then the third turn, I put a worker here, all on the zeros, you know, the the first guy's going to be, you know, uh, two tracks ahead, uh, by the, or three tracks ahead by the time I can pull somebody off. Right, and and I'm going through all this mental math. And where's the second worker going to be? At and the, that third turn, whatever. And then you start, and you're like, I place three workers right away. And I'm like, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> like, can you even do that? <laughs> like, that's. And then I'm going. Well, now you 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 you're going to be able to pull all these workers off, and you, you're gonna that you're gonna get so much stuff. And oh my goodness! And I'm like, I, I already have played this so wrong, <laughs> but. I, but you had, um, you were going to way more an agricultural strategy yeah, than me. Yeah. So like you had the food to do it and I did not. So <laughs> it, it was very neat. And that was what was so fascinating
1: that we had like vastly different strategies. Like you were going one worker at a time and then like, yeah, strategizing. Okay. By the time this worker gets to the third spot, I can take him off. And then that'll be a turn. And then my next one will be in the third position and I can, and you were mapping things out. And I was just like brute force, throw everything in, <laughs> rip them all off and then throw them all somewhere else and whatever. Right. So I was throwing the weight of these workers everywhere and just, you know, grabbing food. And I was <laughs> so in the, in the uh, palanque uh, there are farms that you can get corn from, right? Uh, well, okay. In the first couple uh, positions, you can grab food fairly easily from from there. Uh, but after the next several locations in that city, the food is buried under forest land. So, you know, the the intention is okay. You you harvest the forest, and then you come back to that location and and you you know, since you've got the forest out of the way and collected the wood, now you can collect the food under there. But no, I was like, no, I burned down the forest and I rip out the food and I'm angering that God's doing this, but I'm getting the food that I required, right? And I did that a few times at the start of the game, just brute force going in there, burning forest down, and then, you know, taking the food or whatever, right? Uh, but it was such a interesting way of doing things because, you know, I got halfway halfway through the game and I'm like, my engine requires lots of food, so every second turn I'm going and getting food. And I and and I and I, I was developing technologies that helped me get food uh, and added additional food um, just so I could pay for that engine that I kept doing because I had so many people, and the more people I was putting out, I, the more uh, food I was having to pay. So, like turns, I was getting like I get twenty food this turn, but by na- by two turns from now, I'm like almost in negatives here. I got to I got to get more food because I'm not going (laughs) to be able to take actions next turn. Right. (laughs) So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah, you, I went with the skulls. I went with the crystal skull route. Yeah. Um, so I decided, okay, I'm going to get the skulls. I'm going to go on that theology track at the, that big gear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right because that's where all the points are like when i looked at the board i'm like that's where the points are and when i go there that's going to help me go up on the the temple tracks and that's where the points are there too so i thought i was going to be plugging away at those uh temples mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i did not want to burn down the forests <laughs> In order to get food, right? Because then you go down on the temple tracks and uh because you're angering the gods. So I shied away from uh going on that track. But the way it works, like when you go in and you harvest the food off those farms, they like th- that's it. There's no more food there. So you're going in, burning down the forest, <laughs> harvesting the food, and I'm going. Well, if I go and I take the wood, you're just going to go next turn and take the food. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that's not what I need. So I was trying to like play it very, very light with the food. And, uh, you know, I got a little bit here and there in other ways. And on that, um, that same city or gear or whatever. Yeah. Palanque was it? Yep. Uh, the first slot is is three food. It's a little less than most of the other slots. But it's only one turn to get there. And I guess it's like the river or whatever. And you're like fishing out of it, is the, Yeah, that's is exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I was going there a couple of times. Uh, there's a there's a pretty neat mechanic where. In the slot where you take the first player, which is common in in. Uh, worker placement games. Uh, if nobody goes there, you add food to the track, and then when somebody finally does go there, they get to take all that food, right? So I, I was trying to do that. Uh, although you stole that from me a couple of times, which really <laughs> hurt. But uh, yeah, like, it, but then it, like you said, consequently, I I couldn't. Put more than one worker out at a time or, you know, very rarely could I put a worker not in that zero spot, you know, and there were a couple of times where all of the tracks that I wanted to go on. The zero spots were filled all at the same time by the, you know, the two player version of the game where you you fill up some spots randomly, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, they were all filled the zero slots at the same time and i didn't have the food to afford to like move up uh, ahead of them
1: yeah that that like such an interesting dynamic that is to uh trying to balance the food even when you're you have few workers right because in order to go anywhere unless you can get those zero spots you have to pay food Uh, and then yeah like i said if you're playing multiple workers you have to pay more food right but that starting that starting uh spot too is such an interesting spot as well because it gives you a few benefits so first off you go there and the the one thing i've not seen in any other game is generally in worker placements there's always a, a start player spot where you can go and you take the spot start player um token or whatever the thing that represents start player right? In this game, if you take that position, the start player moves. So yes. if you're already start player, you go there, you have to give that up to the opponent and make your opponent the start player now, right? Yep. So it's moving regardless of where it's at, right? Which was very interesting because I've never seen that anywhere else where where a position actually forces you to move the start player, even if you... Because sometimes in other games... You might want to go to the start player position to stop someone from stealing the stop player, start player from you. Like, right. if you're a start player, you might go there because usually there's some sort of other benefit as well. So you might go there and keep your start player and know that, okay, I really need to go first next turn, so I'll go there so I can go first next turn as well, right? But yeah. this one's not the case, right? And in this game, like the other benefit was, like you said, the food. So each turn that no one's going on the start player uh, position, that location gains a food basically, right? So you're adding a food to the central board uh, but it's for that location so as soon as someone takes it, they get to keep all that food. Uh,
0: The other uh, neat aspect, yeah. Well, it works in this game because in a traditional worker placement game where you're action drafting Mm -hmm. and you get a uh you get a reset turn or whatever, right? So everyone gets their stuff back at the end of the round. Yes. That whoever's first player has a huge advantage because obviously they're going to grab the best spot. Right. But in this game, everything's constantly in motion. So when you put your worker down, well, next turn, it's, it's not going to be there anymore. Mm -hmm, You know? mm -hmm. And, and on top of that, no one's, you're not placing workers at the same time as everyone, right? Like I might place workers for three turns and then take them all off. Whereas you, you're generally like putting them all on, on one turn, taking them all off on the next turn. Like it's, so it's constantly moving that way. And I, so I think that that was a brilliant design choice to have that, that token move like that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh and, and you're right about that. Like and, and and I totally saw that. Like sometimes where I'd be like, I was start player and be and, and thinking, man, I really wish you were start player right now because <laughs> if then I could see where you were going. Cause there was one turn I distinctly remember uh I was second player and it was right at the end of a uh you know a half age. We were we were going to score points or resources or something on the temple tracks. And so because I was second player at that time, I took my turn to gain position on those tracks to go just ahead of you, right? uh, To, to, to steal those, whatever from you, whether it was, uh, I can't remember if it was, uh, I think it was probably victory points, but to jump ahead, to grab those victory points instead of you being ahead on the track and getting those. Right. So like, it's not always beneficial to be the first one whereas in a lot of other worker placement games like you said there's that benefit to do that so yeah this one with the switching is very interesting and 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 it's possible because of what you just said right uh, and i love that uh, the the other the other thing that the for that position allows you to do which we didn't i don't no you did do it once actually you did do it once you have the option to instead of uh, moving this gear uh, one position at the end of the turn, they can. The person that put their uh, thing in the start player uh, position can move the gear twice, um, which, like, I I think we need a lot more plays just to really see how this can like what benefits you can get from this. But that it seems like such a slight thing, but like so many so the board is changing in such a interesting way when that happens, because not only are you, you're quickening uh, you're, you're progressing to the end of the game faster by moving it by, you know, those two teeth on the gear, uh, but you might move it towards like one of the, uh, you know, quarter areas where you have to do a food, you have to feed your workers, right. Or you might move it, uh, you know, just, yeah, get closer to that section or, or, or even if you're, if you're moving at once because the workers are moving on their different gears wherever they are, you might position yours or your opponent's workers in better positions. Or you might move them past where they were hoping to go, right? And now the cool thing about the game is that if you ever pass the position you wanted to, you can take uh, the action of previous spots on your gear. You just have to pay, again, uh, pay food for each previous spot you passed, right, yeah. that you want to go to. So, you you know, you might do this and and realize, okay, I know Thomas is really trying to get, you know, that extra worker spot. I'm going to advance it too. And now he's moved, you know, a, a spot past the extra worker. And I know he doesn't have any food to pay to, to grab that, to go to the previous spot before, right? So you know, interesting dynamics like that, that we didn't fully get to experience in just one game. But I think a lot of that stuff would would come up. I think the one time you did it, we both benefited really well from it. Because that for me, that was a turn where I was trying to get food. And those two revolutions moved me into spots that had even more food that I could take, right? right. So I was like, yeah, 20 food this turn, right? <laughs> Versus the 15 I would have got if we only did one revolution, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, and then one of the things that's really neat is because you're, you're, you can place uh, as many uh, uh, as you want or, or uh, remove as many as you want. You can play around with the, you know, which move, which workers you take off first. Right. So say there's a spot on the board that, okay, I need two food to, to pay for when I take this worker off the spot to do the action. Well, I'm going to take my worker that's getting food off first. Now I have two food and now I'm going to take this worker down here off, pay those two food I just got to take that action, right? So you can you can kind of manipulate your taking your workers off the different spots and paying for things
0: that previous workers that
1: turn earned
0: you kind of thing, right? Yeah, I think we both did that a few times like Mm -hmm. like manipulated what we're removing first yeah 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 and i think that's that's a really cool aspect of this
1: this game uh yeah yeah combining those and then and then of course one of the things we totally ignored was the monuments uh so monuments was interesting because you get in a two-player game you get four monuments that come out on the board and that's it for the entire game so once those are built they're built they're gone uh, nobody else gets them right, but the monuments have victory conditions on them. Uh, so, sorry, victory point conditions on them. So they might be like, for each wood token that you've taken off of the jungle locations, you get four victory points. Right. Uh, so then it encourages you to go and get those log tokens from the jungle, uh, or it might say for each of your workers, if you have if you have three workers, you get X amount of points. If you have four workers, you get Y amount of points. If you have, you know, five workers, you get the next value points, right? And you get and, and it's different ways to score points that aren't, you know, directly on the board kind of thing, right? Right. Uh, and that was that was really neat. Uh, having those we unfortunately we we ignored it and there was there was points they were expensive though right they costed quite a bit of resources to build
0: that was the thing yeah I think like they were very expensive uh resource wise and neither one of us were gaining many resources because we were both focused that you were focused on food and yeah. I was focused on getting those crystal skulls so there wasn't a whole lot of room to get resources
1: yeah and and like when i started the game i the intention one of the ones that came up was that worker one and the 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 for the entire game i was like i want to get that i want to get that just never had the opportunity uh to do there was always something better that i could do uh, rather than saving resources back to do that right yeah uh and and i don't know uh was that a misplay not getting something like that because that could have been the difference in points i needed to make up to catch up to you because you were flying on that uh crystal skull track there right um yeah i don't know but then i would have had to give up other things so i i ended up kind of mid midpoint in the game starting to buy up lots of these building uh things which again cost resources but they're much cheaper than the um uh, monuments Uh, But they provide different types of bonuses. Generally, some of them will give victory points. And then I was using I was basically buying these to move positions on the temple tracks
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: because the temple tracks are really interesting, too, uh, because basically they are each each track, each step of the temple uh, is worth increasing amounts of victory points uh, so the higher you are on the temple the more victory points you're going to score but they only score twice per game once at the halfway mark and once at the end of the uh, at the end of the game right uh and this is represented by these little stickers that are on the teeth so you can really pay attention to when you're going to get those points right so you're trying to get higher up on those tracks so that when when those uh, positions on the main gear get there, when you get to those half years and, and, and final year, you're high enough to get like major points, right? And not only that, when those uh, times come on the uh, the main gear, if you are leading on that track, you also get this like bonus victory point. And each of the three temples has a different setup of whether, you know, it's it's six points or two points or four points. Uh, but whoever's leading gets that little like extra bonus, right? And that was kind of a strategy that I started to work towards near the end was getting these, the being high on those tracks so I can earn all those bonuses and catch up to you, right? Uh and then on the off, so there's like four quarters so in the off quarters here on the quarter years, quarter and three quarter year um you you have uh the it's a resource production on those on those temples and the temples have various resources that you get uh wherever whatever step you get that step plus any resources on steps below you, right? Uh, and so, you know, if if you're on the fourth position or third position of the brown temple, uh, you can essentially get two stone uh, once you reach those two quarter years of, of the uh, giant um, year, right? Uh, so that was another way to, like, kind of earn those. So you're trying to move up so you can get those bonus resources, uh, but they're really only happen twice twice in the entire game that you can get those bonuses right yeah th- yeah this this game the, the entire game is very very unique in the in the way that it's all set up just with the entire gears and then also each mechanic how it plays into that giant gear in the center and and the and the smaller gears around the outside right
0: right yeah and then the other thing that we we haven't talked about yet are the technology trees mm-hmm. which are mm-hmm. basically how many was it four categories and then there's like yes. four tiers each kind of there's like there's three and then there's kind of a bonus one yeah yeah that's and exactly yeah essentially as you move up on these technology tracks they they make your other actions more efficient yes. so yeah so the top one for example was was agriculture so I think the first tier, it's like whenever you get food, but specifically from uh palanque, thank you. Yep. Uh, then you get an additional food every, you know, so so every time you're taking that action, one more food. Yeah. Yep. Then the next tier was um you can get you get additional food if you're fishing in Palanque. And then I think that's the one where now you don't have to worry about those tiles anymore, right? Yeah. Because that you one worked get the, the food value, which was amazing.
1: When I got that, it like it was like a game changer for me for, for production. Because at first I was burning the forest and then going down on the temple tracks, which I really didn't want to do because of you know the bonuses that we just talked about, right? Um, but once I got there, then I could just take the food or or if there was no food on that location i could still just take the food yeah. uh, because that that technology allowed me to do it right uh and whether there was there was uh, uh wood on top or not i i didn't have to burn the wood anymore right uh which was yeah which was great cuz then i like every time i was taking workers off of palenque i was getting food for very little work uh you know no no decreases in temples or anything right yeah 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 but and you're right each of those technologies almost is it is specific to certain cities so like that agricultural one really helps you on the palanque um gear uh whereas uh the, the next one down was the uh resource i think Resource production. I I forget what they call the actual um, uh, tech. Oh, actually, I got the rule book here. Mm. I'll just look it up.
0: Well, the one that I did was the theology tree, which... Yeah, yeah. uh, Like, yeah. So every time I placed a crystal skull, I could place it, you know, one more spot ahead, which was more points, right? Yeah. And then
1: yeah it, yeah that that technology really helped you out on yeah. the you know uh uh ch- 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 oh jeez uh, on that city the yeah
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> on the Itza gear, right so that one was really good for that that yeah. gear uh, and for because you were going you know skull uh crystal skull uh heavy. Uh, the the once you got to like tech level three, you would get extra skulls whenever you took that on the uh, yeah the gear that would give you which Yaksumol or whatever it was yeah.
0: I realized last night. I'm like, I did not take advantage of it because I <laughs> was so focused on getting to the crystal skulls on that on that gear, right? Yeah, yeah. Which I think was five spots up the tech tree like when you're at the end if you bump up a if you're if you're like on tier three of the tech tree you're getting additional crystal skulls but if you bump up uh, that tech tree again you get a crystal skull every time yeah 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 and the bump up on the tech tree, I think is spot number one on, on that gear and bump up twice, I think is spot number three. So in both cases, way easier to get to than the crystal skulls from the gray track, right? Like <laughs> I, I, I last night, I'm like, that would Good have been point. way yeah. more efficient to do, right? I'm looking at that down and going, yeah, yeah, that's
1: exactly how that would work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I I said earlier, like I would love to play this game well, many more times, but I feel yeah. like I feel like it would take a few games to to basically figure out how everything works. And maybe tried a couple different strategies, and then, and then I feel like you could really play this game over and over again, just trying to like beat your high score. Yeah, because and I trying different things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I feel go, like there's yeah. a most efficient route for yeah, every yeah. strategy or whatever, right? And and like trying to figure that most efficient route out and then pull it off. I think that would be half the fun of this game for gamers like us. Right. And and you're right. I think the, the additional playthroughs would definitely help with that because there's things like
1: at the start of the game, like I said, like I, so my first turn, I, I threw all my workers into the uh, food area, grabbed a bunch of food back. Then I, then the next turn. Yeah. Sorry. Next turn. I pulled them all off. Third turn, threw them all onto the um, kind of the worker Uh, extra worker spot so that I could get additional workers, pulled them all off, got two more workers that next turn, right? And then back to the food. But then, at a certain point, you got, you ended up with your first skull, uh, which you started the game with, and I'll get into that in a minute too. Uh, You placed your first skull and, like, jumped up (laughs) like 10 points, right? And here I am on turn, like, five or six. I haven't scored a single point. I've been, like, yeah, cycling through food like mad and getting extra workers and blah blah blah, but I'm not scoring points, right? Exactly. So then, you know, then I'm thinking, okay, I got to score points. So how do I do that now? And I, I and I had to shift, and then I started to, you know, try and get some resources so I could buy buildings, and I was earning points there, and I started to catch up to you that way, right? Uh, but that sort of like uh, it being our first time playing, like that. If I didn't pivot there, I could easily just spend the entire game going, get food, (laughs) lose food, get food, lose food, get food, you know, and, 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 and get no victory points right there. So there's that aspect where like, I, I I think I, I had a viable strategy with going heavy workers and getting heavy food, but it was at what point, um, like I, I noticed too slowly that you know, okay, no, that's that's a great strategy, but you have to you have to hone that or focus that. And I think additional playthroughs would do that, and right. you know, playing optimally, like you said, oh, I could easily got more skulls just going on the other gear and and doing that, right? Like those are the types of things that future plays would like, pay, like you'd pick up, right? And I and I and I was thinking about it today too near the end of the game, you were taking turns to place your workers to get those crystal skulls or to, sorry, to place the crystal skulls on the, uh, Chichen Itza gear. Mm. If I was smart, like I could have just like clogged up the gear. Like I, at the last few turns, I didn't really need to do anything. So I could have thrown workers there, clogged it up. You didn't have the food to go like on space four of that location right but i had the workers and the food to just clog it right i could have just put them there and blocked you from getting those additional you know movement on the temples and and dropping your skulls so then you would have had to only drop the skulls on earlier spots right so that was like one of the things too like i could have played a bit of a blocking strategy on my last turn instead of doing it one way or another right um little things like that, that I think you would like pick up on as we, as we played more. And cause I saw what you were doing. I was like, okay, I see him doing this. How do I make my own points to counteract what you're doing? Right. Uh, well, Oh, maybe I don't have to make my own points to counteract. I can leave it <laughs> as is and block sort of what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, just, yeah. Fascinating different things. Um, and each yeah each of those tech trees are different based on like what kind of strategy you want you want to go for there's a tech tree that was very building heavy mm-hmm. so if you're building lots of uh buildings you could get benefits for building buildings you know uh in that in that tech tree um yeah uh, so so neat and then to start the game off which i found was super interesting and this this was really cool because it really ensures that every single game of this you play is going to start off slightly different. You don't get just starting resources that are all the same. It's you you basically there, you get these tiles and there are, Oh, like I don't like 21 starting, starting wealth tiles. That's what they're called. Starting wealth tiles. So each player gets four of these tiles. You pick two to keep and the rest are leave the game, right? And all those tiles do is they basically tell you what your starting resources combination is. You know, whether it's saying, okay, you get five food on this tile and a gold, or in my case, I had two, two tiles that uh, each of them gave me one uh, I could move one step up on the sun uh, god temple. So, starting the game, I was two positions on that, right? Plus, there was there was food. I had eight food to start with with this combination. Plus, I had one free tech on the agriculture um, track. So I, you know, that right there, that combination was like, boom! I I've started the game. I can go heavy food protection resource because I've already started on the tech tree for food. There's there's a starting strategy, right? Yep. Uh, and you, on the flip side, got one with. You know, uh, a um, a tech, I think on the Chichen Itza, was it or uh, no? Maybe
0: it was a resource. It, it was, was a the resource, resource one. one. So, yeah. it, so I had one that was for food and one free uh, advancement on on the resource tech tree, mm-hmm. and the other one was for food, a stone maybe, right? And and a crystal skull, right? So, so, so right that- away, yeah, I'm like. Well, skulls sound good. (laughs) Yeah, right. So that was like a
1: start to your strategy right there, right? Like it it totally dictated the different ways we, we went. And then just the different ways we actually played the game were so vastly different that like... Uh, and and neither, I don't think, we when we finished the game, okay, ag- again, yeah, if we jockeyed and we played a bit different, there could have been a larger gap. But, like, there was a, f- like, four-point, I think, difference between our two scores. You had, like, 62, and I had, like, 58 or something, I think, right? Uh, you messaged me later that night. Uh, at like yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, <laughs> if I had done this instead, and I and I ran downstairs and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, there would have been a 10-point gap there. But you know, had, yeah, you, had I you done that, right?
0: Misinterpreted one of my abilities, yeah. just I and I don't know why. Like, but so <laughs> You're just so
1: focus that you just yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, on the one tech tree, it was like, okay, when you place a crystal skull. Uh, and and there's again, there's no words. It's just an image, right? Yeah, so it's all symbols. Yeah. When you place the crystal skull, pay any resource, move up on one of the, the temples, right? Well, you're placing the crystal skull down on a spot that allows you to move on a temple. So. And again, there's three different temples, so I in my brain, it just automatically went like move one more spot on the temple that you put the skull on, but that's not what it is at all. It's pay a resource to move on any temple track. So if I just stuck with like one temple track, it, I would have advanced so much further and, and thus got a much larger point. Um, like, Many more points per that movement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If I'd stuck with one track, but it's, instead yeah. for some reason I misinterpreted it and went one on every track. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> when I went, so I came down afterwards. You you send me that and I was like, true. And then I walked downstairs and I looked at it and I was like, Yeah, if you had put all three of those in, say the green track, right? Um, because the other two, I was farther ahead that it wouldn't uh you might have got ahead, but it was better. The green track was the best position you could have won, right? Right. So, had you done that, you would have moved up like from where you were an additional like six points or something, right? And I would have went back four points because I wouldn't have got the bonus that I got for being highest on that track, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it was the difference. Like that would have spread out the 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 point spread too. But things like that too. That's one of those things. You you would with multiple plays, you'd never make that mistake. Like you'll never make that mistake again. Right. We ever play that game? It'll it it'll never it'll never snap like that. And you you know in, in in your when you're you're thinking it through, right? Uh, but yeah, just just uh, as a first time play, what a what an interesting combination of everything and then those those starting wealth tiles just giving us like a the initial push into what strategies we we're going to go mm-hmm. and, and the crystal skulls are so interesting in this game because there's there's 13 in the game and and once you use like once somebody gets 13 or once as you're taking them from the resource pile that's it. No more skulls come out, right? So 13, that's it,
0: right? Which is interesting um, enough in a two-player game, but imagine a four-player game. If yeah. everyone was like, I'm going to go after skulls. Yeah. The, it, skulls are, like,
1: fascinating, too, because not only that, they're limited. They they also, at the end of the game, if you haven't placed them, they earn you three points, so they're a viable, like, point generation thing. Uh, but also, once you place them on Chichen Itza, Nobody can that take that spot anymore. Yeah. So yes, there's, you know, uh, w- w- what did I say? There's 10, sp- 10 spots that have positions or whatever. I think actually there's nine that you can place skills in. But yeah, once you're placing those in there, that's it. Like no one else can take that position, right? And then once you start getting into the tech tree where you can place it a spot ahead, uh, in <laughs> You know, how valuable is that if multiple people are on that on that thing and you can go, okay, I'm going to take this guy off and put it in the in the in the front position there uh, because there's already a skull in my position. Right. And now the person behind you is like, oh, I'm moving into their position, which already has a (laughs) skull. Then I got to move into the next one, which you just put a skull in and then I got to move into the third one and then I can take my dude off. Right. Uh, so yeah yeah that's such an interesting temple or city in its in itself right and this
0: get like the wheel looks big or the the central gear looks big but it looks massive yeah it's it's like what seven turns between each quarter yes yeah that goes so fast like so fast. Yeah. You're like I need to get to this spot and it's going to take five turns to get there. Well, that's like, that's Dad, You're only going to do that once in that quarter. Yeah. So maybe four times in that game. Yeah. And, and each quarter that's exactly. Yeah. And each quarter that
1: we, we talk about it is, is, is the food days. So you're also paying food to and So when that, when that moves quickly, And it moves faster than you would expect. You got to like scramble to have that food to feed your workers, which was another aspect that was interesting because you're paying two food per worker. Now there's mitigation to that where there's buildings you can build that a there's some buildings that feed one of your work. You had a, you had a building that would feed one worker that you did. You just didn't have to feed them. Right. So then you only had to pay your other two buildings. And then halfway through the game, you got, Another building that fed three workers, so that's why you were able to pick up the fourth one yep. and not worry about ever feeding your workers. When we got to those lo- locations, me on the other I had five workers out, so I knew okay, I'm going to have to pay ten food every uh, you know quarter of this of this gear. So I picked up a building that cut that in half. It was I only had to feed each person five. Sorry, feed each worker one food. Right. So. I was only actually paying five. Now it added up. I paid for 20 food essentially over the entire game for having five workers. Uh, but it was just enough to make it worth it. Whereas like, you know what? I can, that's fine. I, I can pay five a turn. I'm, I'm picking up 20 in one in one, one turn or two turns when I throw them all up and, and pull them all off. So I can just set aside five and always be able to, defeat yeah. them. Right. Yeah yeah so that was uh another uh, neat sort of aspect right and then each which is cool too so each gear in the last uh you know one to two positions uh they essentially are are are, are free actions where you can when you take your worker off there you can do an action anywhere on that gear uh as if you were at that that position right so sometimes like you get to a spot and you can't quite afford it you just wait you can just leave it there or or oh no i really need to place another worker so i can't take this worker off right now uh, to take the action i want so you place your worker and then pull it up on you know turn six or seven of the of the the gear turn and you can take that action that you originally wanted to right
0: I feel like that's really inefficient, but it's sure, a, yeah. it's a nice fail safe. Yes,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah it, what you really don't want to do is have your worker like fall off the end of the <laughs> the, the the track cuz once it, it once it goes yeah. past that last one, it just comes back to you, but I I I'm like in a in a I wonder in a 4 player game whether those those spots would be used more often. I used like I don't think we either of us ever got to that uh, sixth or seventh spot Uh, I used the fifth spot on one of the tracks to use a uh, position on another uh, uh, gear once Uh, but that was it and that was kind of a uh, I had I was throwing people onto that gear because I could really use any position on that gear So it was, they were just extra things I was placing on the board. Right. But yeah. Yeah. This is just very interesting. And then we didn't even talk about but like building wise. So you got age one buildings uh, that are on the board that are powerful, but not as powerful as say the age two buildings, which when the gear does like a half revolution, the middle gear, then all the age two building, you, you discard all the age one buildings that are still on the board. Uh, and you put all the age 2 buildings out and then you start to see you know different stuff coming up now or more uh, uh buildings that provide more benefits or whatever right so yeah yeah that was that was kind of a neat thing too to have different well, stages like of of buildings
0: that that building that fed one of my workers was an age 1 building and then the building that fed three of my workers was an age 2 building so it's like that kind of jump up in yeah, reward, right? Yeah, it costs a little bit more, but like, cost
1: to benefit ratio was super low for that one. Yeah, we got to the end of the the, the game, and I was like, oh, oh, Jordan forgot to save food for his people, and I was so excited. <laughs> and then we got to that feed portion, and you were like, okay, I have these two buildings, so I don't worry. And I was like, ah, forgot he <laughs> bought that. i was <laughs> so excited. I'm like, that's like negative twelve points coming, right? Yeah. Which would have been the game for me, right? right <laughs> was like yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna win because he gets all those negatives. But no, no, no. You you planned it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I I uh, I really like this one. I'd love to. I'd love to play it more. Uh, you know, when we have time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Outside of the podcast, to to you know to replay games.
0: You just have to start playing twice a week. That's all. Yeah.
1: That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know. Forget. All of sure. our adult responsibilities. <laughs> why 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 is adulting so hard? Oh, it just doesn't make you know what why do we have
1: five day weeks? Like we really gotta do this four-day week business. That's that's gotta be a thing. So and then we extra spend day, right?
0: the extra day playing board games. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That seems fair to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean Component wise, wow! What a neat, like the gears, like so cool. Yeah. So, so boards interesting, and 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 I mentioned this yesterday.
1: So we, I have a little warping in the boards, and I'm I'm really wondering if it's just like my house being, you know, a little cold. Right. I I, I keep a dehumidifier in that room. Uh to pull out any moisture. So I'm not, I don't think it's moisture-wise up,
0: but it, well, it's well, you might I be over drying it. could I be doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I mean, so wood when right. you dry it, it 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 curls. Mm. Like because it because it shrinks, but it doesn't shrink even right. It's gonna shrink on the outside first because that's where it's gonna dry from the outside right 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 so it it curls and i wonder if maybe you're keeping the basement too dry and and so the the board which is made of cellulose is yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is doing that its the ends are drying out and curling up What is this <laughs> black magic business <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but yeah so that that was one thing the board's a little warped but like yeah so cool like it is essentially uh, and this is one thing that's interesting so you have to the board's a giant puzzle. Uh like literally it looks like puzzle pieces. It's got like the little mm. uh so you put the top left piece down, then the piece beside it clicks in and the next six, six, and then uh, and then the last piece is the final big gear that kind of falls in amongst all the other gears, right? But yeah, component-wise, you have this giant gear thing that spins and works, and it was so fun. I kept making sounds like when I was tw- you know twisting the gear, whatever. Uh, and then a few times you were like you would twist it and i'm yeah. like yeah okay i gotta let him twist it too <laughs> it's not fair that i'm twisting it every
0: time i automatically like turn one my hand went i think i actually touched <laughs> it and then i'm like oh no wait i have to let thomas make the first turn right his game yeah. i can't do that <laughs> but i wanted to like my hand was just drawn to it
1: right yeah and, and it's one of those things that's like that it's just a draw to the game, like what a neat kind of way of doing things to have this giant gear that moves other gears too, right? Absolutely, um, yeah, so but,
0: neat. And that, but like, the facilitated a very interesting, exciting mechanic, right? Like, yeah, it's
1: it's not one of those things that's like, oh, it's just a gimmick and then there's nothing to it, right? No, it actually made a really neat mechanic and and yeah. worked in such a way that. And I don't see, I haven't seen anybody do anything quite like that anymore, right? Like, I don't know. I don't think you could get away with making another gear game, right? maybe, because it's been done. But, like, yeah, what a unique, you know, I, there was a Reddit post today. Somebody was saying, what What are some unique mechanics that you've seen in games? And right away, I answered, Zulkin is, is one of them, right? Founders yeah. was another one I said because of the trickle-down <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, point thing yeah. that I, you know. But, yeah, this was one that, you know.
0: I I think BGG is calling it dynamic worker placement. Amazing, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So, that was cool. But yeah,
1: that's uh, yeah, really cool component. Um, you know, uh, the okay. Uh, here's one thing. Uh, <laughs> okay. So so uh, resource wise, the resources come little, little wooden cubes. That's great, right? The crystal skulls are plastic little skulls, and they're in the shape of skulls, and they look great too. Perfect. the The food is all chits, uh, and the the buildings are thick cardboard chits. Kind of a, the chits, the wrong thing. They're just cardboard, lo- like little things or whatever that you pop it. But you have they're you have to punch them out of the punch thing. And okay, here here's my thing. I I I don't know what it is, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure. And maybe I need to watch some more of uh, Jamie Stegmeier's videos, but I feel like there's different types of punch boards you can get uh where i've some components in certain games uh and they are like i get enjoyment out of punching them because it's they 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 punch nicely they punch cleanly and they're just they're great i'm like oh yeah i'm punching things uh i think about the gloomhaven boards uh, uh um uh lord of the rings journey these Uh, In Middle Earth, uh, ever all those punch stuff, you punch them out. You you could put them back in the punch, back in like the punch things, and then keep punching them out hundred times. There'd be like zero wear and tear. What what drives me crazy about some of the Czech Games Edition punch boards, and there's various other games too, but specifically them because I've noticed it. I have a number of their games, and all of them are very similar. Uh, with the exception of Lost Runes. Lost Runes was good punch boards. Uh, but when you're punching it out, and uh, and I just punched the game for Steam Park as well, which I talked about finding a Dollarama, but they are punch boards that you you click the piece out, and the 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 kind of like cardboard papery stuff that's on the edge of the chip. If you're not careful, it can tear, right? And, and either if you're really unlucky, it'll tear a chunk off the actual chit. Uh, if you're somewhat lucky, you'll just have like extra paper on your chit. Yep. And then you've got to like peel it off kind of thing. I don't know what it is, but there's there's clearly two ways of, of making these punch boards, uh, and I don't know if one way is cheaper, but I hate it. It 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 stresses yeah. me out punching those things. I don't like it. One of my my monuments has a t- a bad tear that it went, it's not bad, it's it's like literally millimeters, but it teared the opposite way and cut into the uh the image of the of the monument on the back. Right. So not that there's any hidden information in this game, but it's a dead giveaway that that building is what it, what that building is. Right. Gotcha. Now you never flip that building that way because it's a monument in there. but if that happened on like a, 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 a building uh, instead of the monuments, then if that building was like on the top of the stack, you could almost have some hidden information. Ooh, that's a good building. I'll wait till someone takes a building. That's going to flip up in my turn. I'll take that building. Right. So those, It'd be very rare for that to happen in this game. It's not a game that would have that, but other games that have that sort of hidden information, those types of chits, they drive me crazy. So that's my one rant there of those those punch boards. And I don't know what it
0: is. The other thing that can happen is maybe they don't tear, but either the um the paper like that's printed on the top layer will separate yeah or, or you'll get it where all the cardboard layers start to separate yes from yeah. punching it out that drives me crazy too
1: and and th- that's like specifically with that type of punch board too right mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. another uh so I, uh, yeah i don't i don't know what the difference is between the two d- t- different type of like punch board whether it's like a different thickness of cardboard or or whatever but like i really when i see games that have the punch board that of the ones I like, I really appreciate that because I'm like, okay, these punch out so smoothly, you know, that's great. Whereas when when it's got that paper junk, I always oh it makes me cringe pumping the I, I find the best way to do it is like quick like stab motions with your fingers to like just fire it out of the positions. <laughs> Cause then it just rips perfectly and then it's out. Right. But then even even that like sometimes if you're not careful, you're like pop these things through and it's all like hanging by the by the paper, uh, because like one tiny piece yep. didn't rip. And you you throw out the thing and go, Wait a minute, I'm missing some chits here. What's going on? <laughs> oh, okay. They're they're still attached to the backside. So you gotta like run a hand across the back to chop them all down, but you know, little little complaint there, but yeah, that's that's one thing. I d I don't know what it is if it's if it's one of the but if you're a publisher, just pay the extra. I'll pay the extra whatever if it costs <laughs> me an extra three dollars for the game. I'll do it. Just to have better punch boards uh, out, right? Uh, not that I even like keep the punch boards, but at least it comes out nicely and then I don't have to worry about it
0: again. Yeah, you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. the components being wrecked. <gasps> Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. I i think that's basically it. Um the board was nice and big, like yeah, yeah it was a big board. Um, but like not overly sized. Yeah. I mean, because you've got these big gears on it, right? But there's lots of room for everything. I I don't know. It was a nice big board and the artwork on it I thought was great.
1: Yeah, artwork was great. Artwork on the box is is, is cool looking too. It's very yeah. um,
0: the first time I saw it, I thought it was like a little cartoony and goofy. And then I like got a close look at it and I'm like, no, it's it. It's detailed and like very well yeah. drawn. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: very, yeah, the artwork is very thematic for what it is. And I and I and I I don't know a lot about Mayan civilization. Uh but I wonder like the whole crystal skull thing. Like this is this is something that comes up. Obviously, it's not the only I've seen crystal skulls, right? Um, but I wonder like the like there's specifically 13 of them. So is that a play on was 13 a number in Mayan? So I know we uh, we, we talk about in superstitions, 13 being a bad luck. Was that a Mayan number for bad luck too? Like, is that it's one of those things, you know? I don't know. I wonder. Um, but I wonder, I wonder like how much of that kind of stuff they kind of stuck in as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is kind of neat, right? But little tristodecophobia.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I uh, the the slight uh, other thing is uh, the game comes with three baggies. It's got all these components, oh. and then only three baggies, right? So, like, I have one bag with the crystal skulls in it. Uh, that they fit per one bag with all the food, and then this other large bag with every other chit and and player board and whatever in it right so they all fit in there but like when i go to set up the game now i'm gonna have to unless i put more baggies in there like (laughs) i gotta separate everything and then throw things back in and whatever Mm -hmm. right so that makes it a bit of a pain when i always like games that provide like extra baggies because it's just like they're just doing it to uh, to to be helpful, kind of thing, right? Oh, here, yeah. here's here's ten baggies. You'll only use five <laughs> in this game. But so I always, whenever I have one of those games, I take the additional baggies out. I set them on my shelf, and when I get something like this, then I'm like, all right, here, take one of the the That's extra smart. baggies and, and and do that,
0: right? That's so, smart. But, yeah. Like we'll talk about this in the side of the episode, but uh, <laughs> Jamie Stagmire wants to is is really going more eco-focused i guess with his production. Yeah. Yes. And he started using these compostable plastic baggies. And uh, I Jamie I love you but <laughs> you might as well not put baggies in the box if you're going to use these compostable plastic ones cuz they're garbage. They're they, they just tear like You go to put the components in for the first time, and they tear. That's if it didn't tear when you open the bag.
1: (laughs) So... uh. I I watched you during the side, like, you open one toe or one, put in, like, one thing, the corner popped through the end. (laughs) It was
0: like, oh my goodness, come on. So I'm almost thinking, like, I gotta go buy myself, like, a bag of small baggies and just save it because... Maybe in a few years, everyone's going to go to this compostable plastic garbage and it's not going to work at all. And I'm like, I need my, you know, bad for the environment, real plastic
1: <laughs> to actually sh-
0: hold <laughs> these components. And so they don't get wrecked. Right. And, and, and that's what, like some,
1: some and I get it. The plastics are, but some of those baggies are like, like some of the publishers when they and 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 stonemeyer games some of their previous stuff when they when they had they had like decent plastic bags like were strong ones right where you you get some games and it's like very weak plastic or whatever but they don't even the weak plastic ones are better than the than yeah. the uh, compostable ones that just like tear when you're when you're touching them right <laughs> like
0: compost in your hand right uh, yeah well if you use it One time, or not even, and it tears. Now it's no good, compostable or not. It cost energy to make that bag. Hundred percent, yeah. Right. It cost fuel to ship it across the world. If it's not doing its job, it's not eco-friendly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You might as well not have it. Yeah. 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 Like it's okay. You say what you want about you know plastic being horrible for the environment and it is but if if that plastic is doing its job forever way more (laughs) eco-friendly than than something that's that's basically produced and transported and then thrown away
1: yeah that you know what this is could be another you know whole discussion thing too because like the other (laughs) the other side of it too is like if you're not going to do pegs, I wonder if you could do a better inserts that everything just kind of like. Yeah. So, like, I think of like, uh, um, Gluehaven, uh, Jaws of the Lion, all the little chits and tokens, uh, and same uh, small world does this, all the little like, uh, chits for the races, um, comes in well it's plastic so you know, there's an issue there right but it comes in like a little plastic container and it has a lid that pops off you fit them all in they fit perfectly and you pop the lid on right so maybe yeah. you make this out of cardboard and you can you can do that and whatever but again you know that maybe that adds cost to the game and and blah 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 where these where these you know compostable bags are cheaper than doing a I don't know. I don't know yeah. what the answer is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah the the the, the baggy thing. It's nice to have the baggies and the, the plastics. I I don't know. And I guess it's a you know, you you talk about like um, microplastics and them finding microplastics in our like bloodstream now and all that kind of stuff and yeah, okay, the plastics is a big issue, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It's it's you could go anyway here. But it's nice to have be able to organize a board game in a uh you know a, a decent fashion. And not only that, like ha- had I had more bags in this game, like you could easily set up, okay, here's red player, here's yellow player, here's blue player, here's yep. uh, you know, green player. Boom, all in their own bag, done. Right. Yep. Uh here's the buildings, uh level one, here's level two. It's all sorted, right? Now I gotta dump the the things. Okay, there's not a lot of components in this game, so it'll maybe take three extra minutes to do. Uh, But it's as well as quality of life things, right?
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. How is the insert for this box? Non-existent. Oh,
1: uh, good. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, yeah, for sure. That's one thing that's like, it's weird because it's, it's not... <sighs> I guess I I can't remember. I think yeah, this this was all punch stuff. Yeah, because I just complained about it. But I guess with the punch boards, everything was tight. Uh, but now it's not because it I got rid of the the out like the outside of the punch boards they are all gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so now it's like you know <laughs> a little, little weird to put it away, and especially with all these now the yeah yeah it's a, it's an odd one because the board while neat with all those gears weird shapes uh, because it's made up of six different shapes so like you stack them and they take up like a corner of the of the board and then you have this like kind of like empty space along one side and the bottom side so like you tuck the component bags in there so that it's not yeah it's it's not a good insert there's Uh no insert so it Uh just yeah
0: yeah another foam core project
1: <laughs> yeah for sure actually i pulled one of the boards out on our game day and there was like a dent on one of the boards And i was like oh that's already and i don't know what caused it but something was clearly like poking into it so you know yeah. that happens when you have everything loose like that but m- minor, minor grumps or not uh, minor <laughs> I don't know. Great
0: late. Great. Yeah. That's it. Grumps works too. I think <laughs> minor grumps. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. But oh my god, I definitely, definitely want to play that some more for sure. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a
1: lot for us to to figure out with that one. Uh, so it'd be fun one,
0: fun one to play again. Yeah, maybe in, in 10 a couple years. of years. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Check out our social media feeds for images of the games we played this week, hobby progress, and more. If you haven't yet, please give us a rating and review to help appease the almighty algorithm. If you'd like to support our show, you can buy us a coffee. Links on our website and in the episode description. Or just tell your friends about us and spread the good word. Tune in next week for more unscripted banter and deep dives into our favorite board games. Until then, gentle listeners, good gaming and good night. Good night, folks.